0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Mentors on the Mic podcast. Did you miss me? I missed all of you. I missed talking to you guys. I missed creating content for all of you. And I miss this microphone, which I really have noticed I haven't really been on except for the occasional interview. Yes, I have been interviewing more on that in a bit. It's been a really crazy couple of weeks. Uh, I intended to put out this particular episode almost three weeks ago, a little over, but pushed it off with recent world events. I won't go into it here and right now, but it's definitely been a difficult couple of weeks, something that has affected me personally. Um, So thank you for your patience during this hiatus of the podcast. I have also held off on sharing new episodes or launching season number five because of the SAG After a Strike. While I'm allowed to continue my podcast, as a member of SAG-AFTRA, I'm unable to discuss struck-struck shows, basically any projects that are being struck right now, um, which covers really all TV and film. And um, I'm also not allowed to uh, interview any actors. So all of that being said, I've been held off just a little bit, just that I have more freedom. If you are um, a member of SAG-AFTRA, actually, I just wanted to invite you to a special virtual event called Actors with Podcasts for Actors. It's a virtual event brought to you by the sag After Foundation on Thursday, November 16th at 2 p.m. Pacific or 5 p.m. Eastern. It's a live virtual discussion about actors who have produced their own content and host podcasts that benefit the acting community. It will be moderated by Jack Smart at Backstage, and I will be a featured panelist along with Sam Valentine from One Broke Actress and Brianna Wing from cinematography for actors. The link to this event is in the show notes or in my bio on Instagram and if you are a member of SAG-AFTRA come say hi and support I would love to see you there. So I'm very very excited about this panel. And I also found out somewhat recently that we're on a couple of lists for best podcasts for actors. We are on a list of 15 podcasts you should be listening to as an actor from backstage. Number five, on 30 Best Acting Podcasts Worth Listening To in 2023 from Feedspot. Number two, on the six must-listen podcasts for actors on theater art life. Uh, And that goes on. Those are just some recent ones. Um, I'm really grateful for any list that Mentors on the Mic comes on. I I work really hard on it. Uh, It's not just for actors. So I do see it on other lists as well. But it just makes me really happy. Um, I added the list to the show notes. Check out some of the other great podcasts on the list if you haven't already. A couple of them have been mentioned on the show already, including Awards Chatter from The Hollywood Reporter. Scott Feinberg, the host of that podcast, was on my podcast, was on Mentors. I am so excited also to share this special bonus episode, so let's get to it. This is the do's and don'ts of pitching your film with the incredible producer, Carol Baum. I can't go into a list of her credits because of the SAG after strike, but it is extensive, and highly recommend looking her up. She is credited for starting the careers of David O. Russell, Noah Baumbach, and Mike White. In addition to being a former vice president at 20th Century Fox and co-president of Sand Dollar Productions, which was founded by Dolly Parton and Sandy Gallen, and Carol wrote a fantastic book. right? Just uh, a memoir meets a how-to that's available right now to buy called Creative Producing, A Pitch-to-Picture Guide to Movie Development. While I can't put out the entire interview, which is so good because we really go into length about her careers and her projects, and she shares stories from the book from her life, I am unable to share that, like I said, because it I can't talk about struck work, but I am able to share this special bonus episode. And when the sag After strike lifts and I start my new season, I cannot wait to share with you that interview. Um, I have been go ahead. I, I have been given the go ahead by sag After that it's okay if a project comes up in a conversation that we just can't discuss it. And I have that in writing, so I'm taking that one for a while. Um, so just fair warning: a couple projects are mentioned, but they're they're just not discussed. And in this bonus episode, we go into the do's and don'ts about pitching your film for development, things that Carol has to remember, even as a seasoned professional who has pitched numerous times, what to avoid, she talks about the duration of a pitch, what projects should you not pitch in meetings? Do you need to mention a star in the pitch, one that you have attached or ones that you hope to have? Should you do the this meets that format? So like this project is this film meets this film. She talks about that as well. Check out Carol's full interview when it comes out on Mentors on the Mic at some point when season five gets launched. (laughs) I also published a second episode right after this one where I read an excerpt from her book, Creative Producing, a Pitch-to-Picture Guide to Movie Development, which is now available at your bookstore, Barnes & Noble, online, wherever you get your books. I've also included a link at the show notes the chapter I read is all about advice for working with writers, the do's and don'ts for talking with writers as a producer. And this is great if you're a producer or want to become a producer, or even if you're a writer to know what the other side looks like a little bit. It should be available right after this episode, but I will also add a link to the show in the show notes just in case sign up for the mailing list in the show notes. I will be announcing special holiday giveaways and when season five will come out. I'm also sharing inside information from these episodes before they come out. So definitely sign up for the mailing list. And you can also follow me on social media at Michelle Simone Miller and at Mentors on the Mic. Without further ado, here's the do's and don'ts of pitching with producer Carol Baum. So another question that writers need to know is a- advice for pitching their film. This is, you do a whole thing on pitching. You talk about it a lot in the book. So it's, it's hard to just ask for, for some, some tips now. But can you give us an idea of, of, you know, a couple tips for writers or anyone who are, produce, who, are who are trying to develop a film, um, how to pitch it?
1: Well, being a, an enthusiastic pitcher is the first rule. So how do you do that? You practice. You rehearse. You tell it to your friends or your family or whomever will listen.
0: Practice aloud.
1: Practice aloud and and just do it again and again. We rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Even though we're pros, we rehearse. You should never go into a meeting if you haven't gotten it down. But rule number two is you have to say it like you're saying it for the first time. So even though you've rehearsed it, and you have it memorized, you still have to say it, oh, I saw this movie last night and it was really great. And then you know, here's what it's about. And you have to personalize it. Yeah. You have to say what it means to you, why you wrote it in the first place. And um, like acting, right? Well, you you yeah,
0: practice, yeah. rehearse your lines, and then you have to de- you have to deliver it like it was the first time you thought of it.
1: And committing to the pitch is a rule. And sometimes people just meander, but you have to, that's the rehearsal part. Again, it always goes back to the rehearsal, commit to the idea and don't stray from the core idea at the center of it, because we'll lose interest. That's the thing I noticed with my students is they're all over the place sometimes. And our note to them is, okay, focus, who's the protagonist, who's the antagonist, What's the basic idea? What's the through line? And keep it simple.
0: Yeah, I find that to be a difficult one. Even in earlier, one of your earlier answers at the beginning of this interview, you I forgot the movie you described, but you described a movie and you mentioned the protagonist and the characters. And you you said it in a way that was very succinct, but about what they did and who they were in a very short uh, uh, sentence, if you will. Um, And that comes from experience, right? That's not easy for anyone to do, let alone writers who have poured their heart and soul into creating these very complex characters. But now they have to summarize the entire thing in one line as well as each character in one line. Um, But it's important, I think. I think that it's almost speaking the executive's language. Is that right?
1: Well, there are two kinds of pieces. There's an execution piece, which means you can't pitch it. It needs to be written and somebody needs to read it. Right. So I, I don't know if the good girl is in that category, but it might be something real. The writing will jump out at you and that's what you get excited about. Or the concept piece, which is more commonly pitched uh, because the idea is strong. And I think, and I discourage the students from doing ensemble pieces as pitching. Because you can't do that. I mean, if you were to pitch love actually, you would have to pitch how many characters are in it? Eight characters.
0: Many storylines that have nothing. Many storylines for
1: a pitch, because a, a pitch should be three to five minutes. So I, I discourage them from doing that. Come up with an idea where you can do it succinctly and just find one. Because they all want to create worlds and they wanna do Harry Potter and they wanna do Spider Man and And I said, you know, maybe not. Maybe come up with something a little simpler that we can grasp onto before you're creating universes. And that's what they want to do because those are the movies that they like. But those are tough pitches. So that's- they
0: are Harry Potter. Um, was pitched all around London, and and until this like very boutique publishing house that they'd take a chance on it.
1: But it was a book already, so
0: you know. No, I
1: meant as a book. Oh, oh as, as a book. She couldn't oh, get it published right, right. for
0: for a really long time. I mean, everyone turned her down, and yeah. it was like some I forgot Bloom Bloom something Bloomsbury, um, some small publishing house found it. I think an assistant found it and advocated for it, but um, it was a hard sell for that reason. So.
1: So you you, you know, know uh, if it doesn't work if the people you're pitching it to kind of aren't grasping it move on to another one okay you know don't flog something that isn't pitchable pitchability is something that people have to learn not everything is pitchable so that's another rule yeah um, well and
0: also specifically do you think a good technique or a good or a good um, tip would be to rehearse not only your own pitch. But maybe even practice like describing other films or describing other characters in other films. I mean, maybe just just get really good about making things really concise and in, and in your in just how you describe other films and characters
1: well, that's very clever of you. We do that in my class. I say before we do pitching exercise, pitch me jaws. Yeah, pitch me. Hannibal Lecter, you know, pitch me the m- most successful movies, The Star is Born. What's the pitch for A Star is Born? And then they have to figure that out. Right. And by figuring out something that's already been done that everybody knows, they'll say, oh, this is not a pitchable story or this is a pitchable story. So that's how you learn. I think that's very clever of you to know that. And I recommend that they try to do that. And it's very hard. So by the time they get to their original material, they're kind of getting expert at antagonist, protagonist, storyline, all that stuff. And also avoid telling it like it's a synopsis. Avoid, we say, and then. And then he goes to the refrigerator and he grabs the bottle of milk. And then he drinks it. And then, bad. Don't be more general in the telling of your idea. The and then has to go. Because... People tell that when they're telling a story. And some people are natural storytellers and some people are not. And they really have to work at it.
0: But people really respond well to the stories. I mean, even in your book, there's obviously just a ton of tips and advice, but it's enmeshed in these really, really interesting stories. Um, And I think just personally, I think you did a really good job of, of, Having both of those uh, those there because if it was I think just straight instructional. I do think sometimes it's hard you know because all you're doing then is is trying to take notes and being in a frame of mind but but you weaved them in with these stories which I found um, to be really engrossing.
1: well thank you. it did start out to be a memoir yeah, that was okay. my first thought. I was going to write about the nice girl from New Jersey who comes out to Hollywood yeah and and uh, the stories of the individual pictures and everybody said nobody's going to publish a memoir you're not famous enough and make it a how to how to be a producer and so hence the merging of these two ideas because i think the stories are fun hopefully and the uh instructions are clear so that i think that's you know that's what people are responding to those few people have read the book the book is being published tomorrow oh, that's officially so and so, you know. So it'll be
0: out by the time both of these episodes good, come out.
1: Good. So, you know, it's, I have no idea what to expect. Uh, I, I feel and the publisher feels that it's not just for people entering Hollywood. It's for yes. people who need help with various things and, you know, psychological help, how to, how to talk to people, you know. Yeah. How to have an interview. It doesn't mean you have to have a Hollywood interview, but how do you you show up for a job? And once you get the job, what do you do? And what do you do after you're fired? And all the career, it's about careers, Careers. career advice, because I'm big on careers, because I had
0: one. I had many. Yeah, absolutely. You did have many. Um, Wonderful. Well, I'm trying to, I mean... Oh, and then I think the last thing you thought about pitching—I remember in the book you talked about just like attaching a star. The star is really important in your pitch, if as much as much as you are able to attach. Or you didn't even say if you have to attach a star. You said in the pitch, include stars that you would want to see in your project. Is that really important?
1: Well, you know, not everybody thinks so. Some people okay. think you should stay away from. First of all, today's star may be tomorrow's—you know—has been. Right. So some people recommend against that. I think it's useful. I think we all know who the people are. It's a part for Ryan Gosling or whomever. We have a better picture if we name a name, but that is to be it's determined not for everyone. We really well, be determined.
0: You also said, which I thought was interesting, was not to say that it was outdated to, to say that uh, this project is this meets that. Um, and I, I had a, um, maybe a couple of years ago, a pitching conversation with a manager and a producer. And they said they liked that. So I guess it, it varies, right? I mean, advice in general varies. But in your experience, you said you don't think, you think it's an outdated practice to say this project is the White Lotus meets Father of the Bride sort of thing. Well,
1: you know, there's a very famous producer named Christine Vachon. Do you know that name? Yes. He has a whole chapter about not doing that. Right. She said if people, she stops them. Really? Through the ma- meet thing. She stops them, and I took that to heart because I kind of agree it feels glib, it doesn't feel useful, and yet some things are inevitable, and that one will not go away because people like it.
0: I wonder if it's a good thing to have in your back pocket but not to start off with it if someone asks, "Hey, is it this pro-, you know what projects do you think it's like?" You'd be like, "Got it, I know the answer to that, but maybe not lead with that
1: well, you know uh Everybody likes comparisons. Right. So a comparison is different from a this meets that. The comparison is, okay, there's a picture that I fell in love with last year, and this is, it led me to this story, and that's my model and my template. So it's more of a template rather than a this meets that. Okay. So you're using something that does exist because everybody likes to know maybe it's like a hit picture. Right. They got to pick a hit picture. You can't pick, pick a bomb. Right. So that's you got to. That's another rule because people forget. Well, I'll remake this because it didn't work then. I said, well, if it didn't work then, don't do Just it. Stay don't. away. Stay away. Really, stay away. Um, and you know, also every rule is meant to be broken. So well, true. There are too many people who are trying to copy other people and and paying too much attention to yeah. Instagram and and then they're going to lose the originality. And I really do think that people are looking for the original talent, but they're also looking for something familiar. So it's a kind of a contradictory piece of advice that I have trouble with. Yeah. Because I, I would like my projects to be unique, one of a kind. It doesn't always happen.
0: Yeah. It's it's, it's it's a balance. It's it's, you know, and you talk about that and you end the book with that. Just another balance, work-life balance. There's just a lot of balancing acts with this career of uh I'm just trying to make sure that, you know, you have that authenticity, you have that originality, but that you also are able to produce something that or pitch something that people will feel is is possibly commercial because it's already been done before to to a certain extent. So it's the reality, right, Carol?
1: Well, nobody knows what's going to be a hit. Nobody, you know. So if you get lucky, it's a hit. If you get lucky, it gets made. You don't know do it because you have to.
0: so well it's a good moment to end on Carol thank you so much for coming on the podcast for talking about your wonderful book um, can you give us I, I it's coming out October 3rd which is tomorrow mm-hmm. um, for in terms of us recording it um, It'll be available everywhere right everyone can just look it up and find it. Um, anything else you want people to know about the book that we may not have covered?
1: I think we've covered a lot. Good. Yeah, I think Thanks so, too. To you. You're you very thorough. You really read it carefully. I'm so impressed, Michelle, really. I think all your questions are on point, and you can come to my class anytime.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I will let you know the next time I'm in California. <laughs>
1: That's what I do is I, I recruit people to be a guest. So I bring in directors. I bring in actors. I bring in different people, and it keeps me stimulated, and the kids get to meet people And I always ask what you ask is, how did you start? What's your background? What dues did you pay? They need to hear that because nobody did it overnight. Nobody. Exactly. So I think you are very clever and you did a great interview job and you read the damn book. So I thank you for that. I
0: did. And thank wow. you for providing the copy of the book in advance. So I got to read it. And uh, I will buy the physical copy. And, um, and I appreciate your time. Thank you so
1: much. Okay, Thank you. Very nice to meet you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Mentors on the Mic. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend in entertainment you know would love it. Let me know what you've learned or what stayed with you on our Instagram at mentors on the mic. I love reading your messages. Uh, You can also find me at at Michelle Simone Miller on Instagram. On both accounts, I'll be sharing even more information about our mentors. Talk to someone about what you learned today who would really appreciate it and send them the episode. Also, if you love the show, please go ahead and leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really makes a huge difference in growing this. It makes it easier for people to find our podcast. And I love reading your reviews. So thank you so much. And I'll see you next week.